in Italy you choose like um, a field when you choose high school. So for me it was uh, artistic high school. And back then my parents were concerned because it's like, okay, what does it mean to be an artist? Like, you know, are you going to be on the street, like in the center of Milan, like drawing? You know? Welcome to Tech Inspired. My name is Prisca and I am your host today. With this podcast, we want to inspire and empower more women to start a career in tech. We interview on a regular basis exciting guests from the tech industry who share their stories, insights and career advice. Let's get started to build your best career in tech. Today we are welcoming you back to another tech-inspired episode and this time I'm very looking forward to introduce you to Alessia. She is a tech artist at Meta here in Zurich. And yeah, I think that's a very interesting job title for me at least, but um, we go for sure into more details. First, I would like you to introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us who you are. Yeah, so I'm Alessia and as she said, I've been working at Meta's Reality Labs as tech artist for the past four years now. And I work with a team focusing on mixed reality. So combining the real world with the virtual one. And our job is basically to work with the tech team, uh, to test their tech, but also come up with new ideas for user interactions or specific experience that you could do in mixed reality. Great. Before we go into more details here, I want to understand a little bit your background. So tell mm -hmm. us about where you're coming from, what, where, where do you grew up, how did you grow up and had you already some interaction with tech in your childhood? Yeah, so my father used to work for IBM when I was little and my mom used to study art. So I always been like at the intersection of these two fields. I used to have a computer when it wasn't that common anymore like it was you know still like something that few people had my father was working for IBM so he had one what I used to do as a kid was to grab a glass of water and then I was sitting at the computer with my Mickey Mouse comics book and I was just copying covers on the computer pixel by pixel at the time so it was <laughs> pixel art everything was very low res I love doing that. I love how the computer allowed me to have tools that I didn't have like in the real world, like, you know, already the undo button <laughs> <laughs> and choosing among, you know, all the, the colors that you that you could. So after that, when Toy Story came out in the theaters, I knew I wanted to do 3D. So I was like, okay, uh, I know that can be a job. <laughs> After high school, I decided to study media design at the Academy of Art in Milan, in Italy. There was a course in media design, and it was a bit of everything concerning computer graphics, from 2D animation to 3D modeling, video editing, post-processing, sound design, a bit of everything, so that you can, could then choose like the field that you wanted to join. So that's how everything started. During university, I realized that video games were also like an option. So I moved my interest from the movie industry to the video game industry and I applied for Ubisoft and they hired me as a 3D modeler and texturer. So that's how everything started. Yeah, so you were really lucky, one of the few ones who had already early interaction with computers. Did your parents support you in this regard or was it like your own interest that you said, okay, I'm going to 
use my yes. computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, it was like organically, like I really loved to draw when I was a kid. So when my father had a computer, my brother wanted to play video games. And for me, it was like, okay, there is something to draw. Why don't I try that? I remember, I mean, like I was a kid, so I couldn't even read. English so it was like every time I had to ask how do I save this stuff I don't want to lose it (laughs) (laughs) it just was organically like that I never really chose you know to to do computer art it was just what happened and then when I was in high school then we had no YouTube (laughs) so it was very hard to learn a new skill but I remember I managed to get a copy of 3D Studio Max and I managed to go to the library find a book that was you know 3D Studio Max for dummies I just sit again at my computer with my book trying to uh, learn something new I mean, they, they supported me, like, in just letting me do whatever I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I mean, it's great to see your parents supported. And I feel like when you say you, your father was working for IBM, your mother was in art, yeah. so you're the perfect child, basically, <laughs> both sides. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it was interesting for me because at the time, I think people were still thinking of, like, in Italy, you choose, like, um, a field when you choose high school. So for me, it was uh, artistic high school. And back then, my parents were concerned because it's like, okay, what does it mean to be an artist? Like, you know, are you going to be on the street, like, in the center of Milan, like, drawing you know, people, which is still a, a job, but they were very concerned. So it was very interesting for me to see how it changed because, you know, Technology is just changing so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our Definitely. job is changing as well. Artists yeah. now means so many things, and it's absolutely that's the interesting part. So, if you compare yourself to or compare the world to when you finished and university and started looking for jobs, and today, what <laughs> what is your take on that? Is it like how many more job opportunities are there today? It's incredible how many opportunities are there, and also how many opportunities are there to learn. Like for me, as I was saying, like it was hard, like it, it was really a struggle, like uh, I had to want it. While now with YouTube and everything you can get online, it's very easy to get a, like from a passion to a real job and get, you know, a lot of skills there. So I think everything changed. Opportunities like grew incrementally already, like thinking about Italy when I was young. For me, like working in video games, it was Ubisoft and that mm-hmm. was it. And now there are countless startups which are growing. Also here in Switzerland, like Meta came, there is, you know, on the tech side, there is Google, Microsoft. From big companies to small startups, you really can find a place. How did you approach your first job then? Because you mentioned there was just Ubisoft, so it was clear you have to go and apply that. Was it difficult or were they looking for a lot of talent and it was easy for you to get in with your studies? That's an interesting story that I always tell (laughs) because... I applied for Ubisoft because I was at a game conference with a friend. He was applying and my thought was like, they are never going to take me. friend was like, yeah, leave the CV, you you never know. So I left the CV as I would left it in a trash bin. Basically, I was like, you know, take this piece of paper and and just I did it. (laughs) 
but they actually believe my portfolio more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was completely unexpected. I was out of university and I had few jobs here and there, but nothing big. So I was mostly like a freelancer, just trying to get a bit of experience. They were looking for a junior 3D modeler. So it was like totally yeah. unexpected, <laughs> but that really changed my, yeah. my career. Yeah, tell me more about it. So you, you're saying it changed your career. So what happened afterwards? How long did you stay with Ubisoft? What, were there any other companies you worked for, Meta? I stayed in Ubisoft for three years. After that, like I moved to a startup made by ex-colleagues. And there I realized that I like to use more skills. So in Ubisoft, I was a 3D modeler and texturer. And that was my daily job. In a startup, we were like seven people. So it was like, you know, you have to do what you have to do. And coming from studying media design, I could do a bit of everything, like never being specialized in any of those fields. So I could really use all the skills that I got and improve them, like for the specifics of what we were doing. I realized I, I like that. I don't like to be fixed on one job title <laughs> and one skill at a time. After the startup, like in Disney Research here in Zurich, they were looking for a digital artist. I moved here in Zurich for them. In Disney Research, I was mostly helping the researchers with whatever hard needs they may have like you know from 2d concepts to 3d models testing softwares and stuff like that on the side i was also creating and prototyping uh, ar experiences for kids uh, in order to improve their creativity using uh, augmented reality with iphones and ipad i realized i really like creating new products so kind of like you know seeing from idea to conception and that's why I joined Meta. Here in Meta, like my title on paper is tech artist, as we were saying, but I feel they let us play to our strengths and skills. So I'm able to have a job title on paper, but then my daily job is a mix of design, hard user research, prototyping. And that's really what I like, being able to do whatever <laughs> okay because for me when i heard the first time the term tech artist mm. like i've never heard of this before yeah. and i think it could be very interesting for a lot of people because i also see a lot of people telling me well tech is not really my thing i'm more mm. on the creative side yeah. and artist side so what do i need to do with tech that's far apart but this is exactly the combination Describe a day in your professional life. What are you really doing? You already mentioned a few things before, but how do I need to picture this myself? I would say like I'm very lucky because my days are very different from each other. So depending on the project I'm working on, I try to bring one skill or the other. It can go from brainstorming with colleagues. You know, we have a new tech, how we could use it, what we could do with that. Coming up with new ideas, new user interactions. Then it could be prototyping the thing so we use unity which is a game engine tech artist means a lot of things depending on the industry you're in and like where you stand in the gradient between tech and art i would say i'm in the middle <laughs> where i have the art skills but to do 2d 3d but also i have a little of programming skills so i can code and unlock myself for something complicated of course i need my 
colleagues, like software engineers, but then part of my job is also prototyping directly in Unity these new ideas. We work with virtual reality headsets. So once we come up with a new tech, a new idea, we bring them together and see how it works, how it feels. Sometimes we test it with user research, so we test it with people to see how they react, if it works, it's clear and so on. Other times it's about, you know, writing documents on what we discovered, we could do, what we should do meetings it varies <laughs> a lot of variety yes, exactly. it's very interesting you mentioned here also augmented reality or working mm. with the vr um, goggles and so on especially now you hear a lot also about metaverse so i feel mm. this is a very growing field and there will be a lot of jobs coming up or opportunities mm. they need a lot of talent if someone says okay i'm interested maybe coming more from the art side or even from the tech side saying okay i want to change into this direction what would you recommend mm. this person to do I mean, I, as I was saying, I think there are so many resources now online to find what you like. You can be in this field, tech in general, or in the movie industry also, like you can be very specialized, or you can be like a bit of a jack of trade, which is closer to the end. And I know people that like to be more specialized. I don't know, like in the movie industry, you could do just fur and hair, like, you know, for movies. And that could be your specialization I would say there are a lot of ways to understand the thing that you like or if you like more than one thing and then go for it. Like I would say just prepare, it's like learn the skill as much as possible on yourself so that you can prepare a little bit of a portfolio to show what you can do, what's your style, what you like. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that, I would say just go like, you know, for the companies you like. I was lucky for Ubisoft to invest in me because I was junior. So there was a lot to learn. It's great when companies can do that. Like there is so much to learn on the field. <laughs> so I would say to not feel like you have to know everything before, you know, going on the searching for a job. And what is your take on the future of the whole industry, like gaming industry, VR, AR industry? Where do you think we had to, what's going to happen in the future? <laughs> yeah, this, this is like the hardest question, I think, because everything is evolving with such speed that I feel is almost impossible to predict. Like if we think, for example, about the hard field, now we have all these AI generated images. I don't know if you're aware, like you can write a phrase in a website, press a button, and then there is an AI that creates more images based on what you wrote. And that's like one click versus the skills that an artist has. We are at a point where it's hard or sometimes even impossible to say, hey, this is done by an artist or this is done by a computer. Everything is growing exponentially in this field at a point where artists, some artists are asking for this field to be regulated because it's controversial, you know, like this AI is trained on images made by artists who never gave their consent for these images to be used. So you have a computer who learned <laughs> how to draw. <laughs> but at the same time, you could say, can I look for inspiration online? It's the same, like I never asked artists if I can be inspired by the images. I never copied, I create always something new. And that's hard since mm -hmm. forever, you know, you, you build on top of what you see in the real world or what has been done by other people. 
And that's a bit like what the computer is doing. Like, you know, they learn on what they see and then they create their own. So everything is extremely controversial. Is the art to to have even a position? Because, you know, how do you decide on something which is so new, game-changing? And for me, it's very hard to predict. You almost feel that everything is going so fast. That is not even a question of 10 years. It's more like, you know, five years or two years. What is going to be in two years if in the last year... These AIs change completely, like the quality you can get now is incredible. So it's a very hard question. I, I'm not sure I have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. And I think when I listen to you, what you're telling, thinking about art as well, art today, like not computerized art, is very diverse. People have different tastes. It has to be diverse. But if we use then computers to create art, we are running the risk that the, the art won't be diverse anymore. And I think yeah. there is also an ethical question in it. Like yeah. what what is art and who can decide what art is? And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for sure a computer should not be the one deciding mm -hmm. this. So I guess yeah. this is also another point that we need a lot of, of diversity in this space as well. To yeah, be able sure. to have anyone included in, in the tech art space as well. Yeah. And I think also to predict where it can go, like you need people in the room to have different point of views so that they come up with ideas that were not considered. It's yes. like, I mean, these old things, nobody considered yeah. <laughs> months ago. <laughs> so, so Before we end this, I already asked you what you re would recommend anyone to go into this um, area, but I also would like to hear from you. What is another career advice you can give to anyone independent which area they want to go to? So mm. what is it that you've learned in your career that helped you to thrive and grow your career? In my case, maybe it was to adapt. Because I was saying, like, I never decided on one thing and then was gonna be my thing sometimes it's hard to feel that like for me to understand if I evolved because of my job or my job evolved <laughs> because of me I was always willing to adapt like sometimes I'm asked to do something I never did before or to do something which is not related to you know what's my job title is on paper and I usually my approach is if it's interesting I'm gonna do do it And that's scary sometimes because it's like, I mean, I never done it. Am I going to be able to do it and so on? But usually those are also the things that make you grow. So that's a bit like what I'm trying mm -hmm. to do. I think that's a very good advice, especially in the tech industry where things changing so yeah. quickly, we need to be able to adapt and just go with it. Thank you very much for all this insight. Before we close now, I have three speed questions for you and I want you to answer just as comes on top of your mind. Mm -hmm. The first one is, who is your favorite female role model? I would say it's hard to have one, but on a daily basis, I think my manager and my colleagues, like having other female, like not being the only one in the room anymore, mm -hmm. uh, it's like they are able to just inspire me every day. And the second, what is your most important skill? Maybe like adapting, like <laughs> <laughs> just going with the flow, meaning not that it's easy and it's like, you know, just go with the flow, but trying to survive the uncomfortable feeling <laughs> of not knowing where you're going mm -hmm. and just adapt to the situation. Okay. And the last one is, what is the best advice you were ever given? I would say that my voice matter, even when I'm the only female or artist in the room, and that can happen a lot. 
in tank. It's very easy, I think, to feel a bit overwhelmed, like, you know, by imposter syndrome in this field, because everyone is super talented and it's just, you know, <laughs> sometimes overwhelming. And then, like, on my side, I'm very introverted. It's like I'm very lucky because there are people that I think on the daily basis, they remind me that I belong. Thank you very much. I think that was a very good advice you have received and we are happy to share this also with the audience. Thanks a lot for being our guest and sharing what you are doing. And I hope we can inspire a lot of others going into this field. Thank you so much. Did you enjoy this episode? Don't forget to comment or rate us on your podcast app. Never want to miss an episode again? Sign up now for our newsletter on techface.ch or follow us on Spotify or wherever you are listening to podcasts. Stay tuned and build your best career in tech.